Welcome to Adventure Guys, the podcast for humans and dogs. I'm Eric the Human. And I'm Nick the Human. And we'd like to welcome back one of our, our most frequent guests ever in Adventure Guys history, Sean Harvey. What's up? How's it going, guys? So right, this is uh, one of our last opportunities for a while to get you here in person. Yeah, most likely. Yeah, so as mentioned, if let's start with the life updates today. Is that I'm going to be moving back to Brooklyn um, in just two little under two weeks' time on nine one, which means Sean and I will no longer be roommates, which is a sad endeavor. But with that, you know, date impending uh, or pending and coming close, what's the word I'm looking for? Impending? Is it any of those works? Okay, cool. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Eric was like, "Let's get Sean back on before we don't have a chance for a while." So here Sean is. Although Sean's planning on coming up to New York. To visit quite a few times. So I think we have some in-persons in the mix. Pretty frequently yeah. I'll be, I'm planning on coming up. So hopefully we'll make it happen sooner rather than later. Oh, and Eric, great news. I think it looks like I, the papers aren't signed, but I have an apartment in Greenpoint. Hell yeah. Which Eric, as we've talked about, has been working at a studio in Greenpoint, which would put us in close proximity and, and you know, we can be hanging out on a regular basis. Hopefully there's a comic book store in Greenpoint. I don't know if there is. I'm sure there is. I'm sure that we can there's ask Nina be. Dunham what her favorite comic book <laughs> store is. And we'll go find that one. Yeah, it'll be great. And uh, Greenpoint, as I've said, is one of the safest neighborhoods in Brooklyn right now. Uh, I think it's, it's like maybe number two now in uh, most percentage vaccinated. Ah, uh-huh. I'm oh, picking man. a good a good good spot to to move into. It's yeah, just, it's like way ahead of Williamsburg. Hell yeah, that's sick. And they're so close, man. The spot I got it looks sick. It's one of those where the New York real estate game. I don't know if any of our listeners are trying to move right now, and if it's like this outside of New York, but inside New York, it is fierce, and especially North Brooklyn, Williamsburg, Greenpoint, which I want to be because it's a great neighborhood, as Eric knows, but also it's a quick commute to work for me. Like, there's a million factors at play. That I was looking all around Brooklyn and then it was like, who am I kidding? I got to go to Greenpoint. Um, it's like, you know, there's like, oh, you walk outside and it's record stores and um, tattoo shops and and restaurants. It's like, who am I kidding? This is where I'm supposed to be. And <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's where. But it's been so like we were putting in applications and we were like the second person putting in an application on the day that it was listed. And they're like, sorry, you didn't get it. And like. It was just going so fast. But we found one. The guy says it looks good. They took it off the market for us. So now we just, mm. we don't have the signed papers, which is the big deal, but very hopeful. Yeah. Well, you're, you're moving either way, I guess. I'm moving either way. It's been <laughs> insane to have booked my U-Haul weeks before I had the apartment squared away. <laughs> but how things go when you're moving into New York. Oh man, I would be so stressed out. Yeah. It was not great. But it's, you know, I had to say no that I wasn't going to live here in Austin two months ago because people here plan far ahead. Right, Sean? Yeah, I, I people I'm still I accidentally left one Craigslist ad up and people are still hitting me up. But for the most part, it's like months ahead of time. People are taking a look, especially for the fall around the academic calendar. Students yeah. just hit up every Craigslist ad like people will try and look like five, six months ahead if they can. For a September one or an August one move in. Sure. I think yeah. college stuff is, is is a different beast too. Yeah, for yeah, sure. I mean, yeah, I lived in a college town 
worked in Texas for 10 years and it was, it was always like that. It was nice because getting those, those like end of August, like beginning of September leases lined up months in advance meant that I could have like my entire summer like planned and ready to go. And then I could be out on tour for the whole summer. Yeah. And in some cases I could, you know, get out of whatever lease I already had and then not pay rent while I was on the road. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, I did that one time. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. The, and in New York, people don't have to give their notices. It's a 30 day notice pretty much across the entire city. So if you're moving out of your apartment, you're not telling your landlord till a month beforehand, really. And some people do it a little bit later. So then all of a sudden things are coming on the market 14 days out, a week out from the next thing. Like, it was insane. Oh, we were looking man. at the end of July and there was still stuff coming up for August 1 on like July 27th. And then as August rolled on, the 9-1s started to come in. But yeah, it's it's uh, it'll be cool to be back. But uh, yeah, sh- but in the meantime, while well, I'm still here in Austin, which is great, Sean's here. I'm glad to have you here. Tonight, Eric, we're going to go see Chris Gether do some stand-up. Oh, you are going? Yeah. To his, his half-full room. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. It's going to be great. he put up the best Instagram which he was like, anyone who's, you know, if you're worried about masks or trying to distance, just come to my show. The ticket sales are dog shit. You can just distance all over this place. Like you can, you don't <laughs> so have to be self-deprecating. Yeah. But, yeah. but Sean, we were, cause he has the incredible album of stand up with only New Jersey jokes. We were, Sean's like going to wear his devil shirt and I've got my, my Jeff shirt on. And, oh, hey, uh, Jeff Rince. Nice. <laughs> I, I couldn't see it. It was it's oh, yeah. cut off from the camera. There we're gonna we go, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna walk in just being like his prime demo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's it's great. Um, yeah, and I and Eric. So <clears throat> we talked about this a little bit before we started recording. But Eric, you're coming down to Texas in two weeks. Like, and it looks like my way up to New York is going to match with your being down in Texas, and we might actually link up. <laughs> Yeah. Uh we yeah, we might be able to do our first full in-person adventure guys recording on the road, no less. Like <laughs> neither of us in our home spaces. That would just make <laughs> yeah. it that much more perfect. <laughs> but yeah, you're going to go record the Holophonics record. I don't know if I'm giving away too much. Finally, finally it's been years in the making this this record. Yeah, well in the in the meantime you made a lot of other records including your awesome <laughs> new solo EP. Um, which like, it, like, as I talked about, you're upping your game Thanks for that plug. Yeah. I'm, but I'm just saying it gets me stoked because the quality of that recording is so great. And your singing chops have been getting better as I keep saying. So I'm like, I'm raring to go on a new holophonics record. Oh, thank you. Yeah. It'll be good. It'll be something. Uh, It'll be something. yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, week for, for Scott punk. I don't know if you've been paying attention. Um, Abra Skadabra just announced a new album on Bad Time Records cool. yesterday. Now, are they a, uh, they're from South America? Yeah, they're from Brazil. Brazil. Pretty cool. Did we play with them in college? No. Okay. You played uh, with them. They, uh, they have come up to the States at, at least a couple times. Yeah. I played with them once in Dallas. Right. Um, but they're awesome. They're a really cool ska punk band. Um, and I was very stoked to see their new album announced yesterday. Hell yeah. What uh, else? What was the other big news? Uh, Telethon put out a new album yesterday. Uh, they're not really ska, 
I think I, I, their last album, Hard Pop, I'm pretty sure I recommended that one to you real hard, Nick. You uh-huh. remember that one? No, but I got to go find it. It's a uh, telethon. It's like power pop, like very, it's recorded by uh, Jack Shirley. Oh, oh yeah. Who does Hard pop. All there the it is. stuff. Yeah. Um, and Deaf Heaven. But yeah. Their, their new Sweet album, album out, Past the Breakers, just came out yesterday. Yeah, that's I a, listened to it like twice this morning. That's it's a fucking great. Very good album art. Um, and Elliot. Chris, Far- for some reason, they mar- managed to get Chris Farron like, to guest sing on their records. Oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah. Well, love Chris Farron. So, can't wait to listen to it. All right, there we go. Dude, I, what came out this week, the new Every Time I Die song came out, which I texted you about. Oh, yeah. And I, pre- so good. I proceeded to listen to it no less than 20 times. Something, you know, it doesn't happen often for me. I'd say like once a month or once every couple months. Or sometimes it was a long time for that. But you know that moment where you hear a song and something in your brain just like, it just hits it the right way. And you just got to keep listening to that song over and over. Do you know that feeling? Like it's the best when a song clicks in that fashion. And this song just clicked and I have not been listening to heavy music or metal or hardcore or every time I die in like years at this point. Well, besides turnstile, which really did it for me as well. But this man, I was this whole week after that song came out, you can ask Sean, I was just like nonstop, just all day listening to every time I die. <laughs> he was grinding out the, the every time I die listens just nonstop. You just hear it in here. Just raging. As I was like, there, I'm, I was, I was, I was like answering emails from work, but like just, their last album, Low Teens, just blaring. They're so good. I think we've mentioned this before, but yeah. like their discography is just consistent. It's like the level of quality is just up there all the way, like from beginning to end, yeah. like their entire career. It's just been good. Very, very good. And like they kind of found this interesting little niche in the hardcore metal world where like they don't really sound like any other band. And no. Buff Bands core, don't really man. sound like them. Yeah. But it's like a nice amalgamation of like all the stuff of like all the facets of heavy music. They kind of throw in there like hardcore punk and there's blast beats sometimes. And then there'll be do the Southern rock thing, but it's this soup that just sounds like them. And dude, this new song post boredom. I'm like instantly, I was like, this is one of the best every time I die songs of all time, which is insane. It's like their ninth record and yeah. putting out potentially their best song. is incredible. You're talking about how they are like a, a a different sound and they found their own niche. And like, you know, one of my uh, one of my band members who is from like right outside Rochester, New York, and he's listened to Every Time I Die, like since the early years. And he's always said he's like, yeah, they're a buffcore band. I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, no, it's buffcore. It's like it's like this type of hardcore from Buffalo, New York. Um I'd be really interested if anyone else has like a buffcore band or like another Buffalo, New York band that's like from a sound like that. Because he always talked about it like it was like, oh, it's like there was there was a time when like there were a lot. There were multiple bands that sounded like that up there. It's, you know, it's the the DIY Buffalo scene. Yeah, Yeah. has to exist. You know, it's really funny, though, Eric, we were listening to some of the old records and we were just talking about we've talked about this probably on air, but. We're in a time where everyone's just mashing up genre and it's all er- eroding and there's no rules and everything's cool. Everything it does. Like, you know what I mean? Like it feels like a very open time, but back then there things were so rigid and defined 
that if you found just like a little spice that was slightly different, it stood out. Like Sean and I were talking about how they used a cowbell in two songs and that just blew our minds. We were like, there's a fucking (laughs) cowbell on the record and a shaker. It's like, oh my, like no one on this whole like Ozfest warp tour, like whole thing. Like no one has a cowbell. Who the fuck is using a cowbell in hardcore? Yeah. You know what I mean? And, And a Southern rock riff. We were like, and it's it's and do you do you remember on the uh this is like a theme for them on uh the damn things on that album oh yeah they had castanets on that single yeah oh yeah <laughs> and it's so funny just because now it's like you listen to current pop music like everyone's just using whatever the fuck you know um, but back then if you just did something as simple as a cowbell perfectly you got blowing minds what a time yeah but yeah. Speaking of music, I don't know if you have anywhere. I was going to segue into the episode discussion. Uh, Are you okay sure. with that? We can do that. Yeah. Speaking <laughs> of music, I loved the music on this Adventure Time episode. Oh, yeah. Episode discussion. Uh, all right. We watched season three, episode three, Memory of a Memory. This is a great episode of Adventure Time. Right, Sean? Yeah, this is really a great we one. We said to each yeah. other, this is a really good one. Mm-hmm. It is, you know, <laughs> there, there's a lot of iconic moments in this episode. And I, I forget, you know, and I, I feel like this happens all the time. It's like, oh, this is this awesome episode that does this thing that Adventure Time is known for. And this happens all the time. Like, we keep watching these random episodes that are just, like, vitally important to the series of Adventure Time. Over and over again, because they're all they're all like really great. They're all so important. The thing that I the thing that I I noticed is that like in an Adventure Time episode, anything could happen at any moment. Yeah. Yes. And that's that's not something that other that's not a quality that's common in other shows. And some of the random asides or the the, the detours are important as well and very well, memorable. Yeah, that, that's the, like even a show like regular show where like, yeah, anything could happen at any moment. It's always like random and yeah. it doesn't necessarily connect to anything larger. The, the anything could happen at any moment element of adventure time is always important. Any important image could pop up at any time. Any important thread could connect to some other important thread. Yeah. Like whatever happens however random it might be, there's always emotional import to it. I was just stunned when, you know, we're going through Marceline's memories and like, oh man, like here's a callback to when Marceline actually lived in the treehouse. And then like, yeah. wait a minute, wait, we're actually seeing the moment with Hudson Abadir and the, the fries. And it's like, oh man, like all these like really early, like significant, like Marceline details are being referenced right now. Right. And I think I think because this is season three, it's still early. This might be the first time we see her as a child in the sort of post-apocalyptic death world after the Mushroom War. Because I think we get get more detail on that for the first time later on in season five mm-hmm. um, with the Simon and Marcy episode. I so, wanted- so it seems so random to just show her as a child holding, you know, this stuffed animal in the first post-apocalyptic dystopia, but it means so much. First time we see we see the the stuffed animal, her as a child, her and Ash, we discover that here, and then we get the the buff baby dance, which is 
uh, yeah, another iconic, oh, iconic yeah. moment. Like so much important stuff happens. It just it like every every week we watch a new episode. I'm just stunned over and over again at like how anything could happen at any moment. It's especially especially since this episode going into it, I don't think we were like, oh, this is a good one. But we didn't necessarily go like this is one of the big ones. It wasn't like like Simon and Marcy going into that. You're like, okay, this is a very important episode in Adventure Time history. I didn't go into this one thinking that, but after the end of it, you're like, whoa, like big moments. And I don't think that would happen if we were watching a show like Steven Universe. As much as I love Steven Universe, like you kind of know the track that it's on. It has a set of rules. Yes, in how the plot is. How it's revealed to the to the audience, and so does regular show. We've been watching a lot. We've actually been watching basically all of season four regular show. Yeah. Every time Sean and I are like get food or had a stressful day, we're like, I want to watch a regular show, and it's the best for that. <laughs> and we come home from out, but that has a very plot. Like about seven minutes into the episode, I go to Sean yesterday. I'm just like, all right, how is this one going to get fucking crazy now? Like, how is it going to get surreal? And then all of a sudden some monster trucks descend from the, the heavens or whatever the fuck happens in that show. And you're like, yep, there it is on time. You know, yeah. um, as yeah. much, I yeah. love that show, but and it's, it's not to say that adventure time doesn't have rules. Cause it doesn't seem like it's nonsense or, or chaotic or random, like in a just hobbled together kind of way. It just seems like we, as the audience, we're not privy to what the rules are. Like yeah. don't, don't concern yourselves with the rules you mere mortals you You fucking mortals (laughs) yeah like it's all it's all like under the hood like like it's not meant for us to understand that but anything could happen and it's always going to be important in a way that we we wouldn't expect yeah and that's that's something that's so unique that i love about this show is that you can just flip on a random episode and get like this intense lore that you weren't expecting never would have sure for sure but also, like, you know, to, I mean, starting from the beginning, but to go off of what Nick was saying with, like, how regular show, it's like, yeah, and seven and a half minutes, and here comes the surreal bit, you know? It's like, yeah. like, the whole episode, like, starts, and they're just running already. Like, they're already running, and Jake is giant, and it's like, it's not starting from a place of calm. It's, like, starting from a place of, like, what? What? What's going on? You know? Yeah, there's, there's like, a little bit of exposition to help you know help us out a little bit to figure out what's going on but for the most part like we don't know who the fuck this armless dude that they're hanging out with is neither do they yeah exactly. like, and they, they they kind of voice their 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 questions like to you know help us i guess but like they're kind of just hanging out with this guy and like oh where do we need to go we need to go save marceline okay yeah <laughs> So there's no context for no, anything. No context. So just to to do what we've been doing, I like this new format where we race through the plot to so you know what's up, and then we just go off wherever. This they disguises me to save Marceline. They go back to Marceline's house. She's asleep. He says it's due to a sleep spell she accidentally put in herself. He knows this because he's her spirit animal. Says you need to go into her memory, and the spell is in her memory. You need to get that and come out. He touches Finn on the head with his toe and says, "When this glows, you'll know which memory it is." They go through Marceline's memory and we see some very key stuff, which you've already been talking about. And we'll talk more later until they find this memory. They, they get it and they come out and all of a sudden this armless man has arms and all of a sudden he wakes up Marceline and then it's revealed that it's actually Ash who was there. 
And the memory that he got was the memory of Marceline breaking up with him. And it's like, now we're going to be together. And Marceline is just all of a sudden back into back in the relationship, um, which doesn't this does this logic doesn't actually really check out to me. And we'll but we'll, we'll we'll get into that later. And then they devise a plan. They go off and they're going to go out in town for the night. And Finn and Jake are like, we have to help Marceline. They go and they find they're at Ash's house. They distract Ash to get out of the house. Finn goes in, gets Marceline into his memory so that he can show her his memory of seeing her memory of Ash breaking up. She sees it come out and then they kick the shit out of Ash and they're presumably broken up. Um, so I think I was under two minutes right there. <laughs> yeah. But within that were so many good moments. I didn't even bother uh, explaining because we can just talk about our favorite ones now. Um, I I would say like just some of like some of the best stuff. I mean, what, we could talk about the end. So Ash did this whole elaborate manipulative plot. And he's being, a, he's starting to be a dick to Marceline. Like you can even see oh, it yeah. in the uh, the memories where he's like being like really patronizing and then eventually sexist by the end where he's like, you know, what, babe, like 8 p.m. Ash gets hungies. Like, why don't you get back in the kitchen and like make me some food and like all this stuff. And you're just like, God, he sucks. Fuck this guy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what, you know, in this episode, they, they introduced this to Hambo Basically, so we understand how important it is to Marceline that when later Ash sells it to get materials for a potion and she's like, that is my favorite thing in the whole world. He's like, uh, yeah, though, you're not a genius. Like, that's what makes it so valuable because for the for the witches. So and this is such a foreshadowing thing, too. Do you know that whole storyline with Maja, the witch and Hambo, the stuffed animal? No. no. Yeah, this this comes back in like season seven or something. Oh wow! So this just <laughs> seems like a everything about this seems extremely just like Marceline breaking up with her boyfriend. It's sort of like an eternal sunshine kind of a thing, and and yet it has all sorts of future dealings down the line and and ramifications. Uh, this yeah. this one little storyline. Um, it's interesting because Rick and Morty did a, a eternal sunshine episode last week. Oh really? Oh interesting. Yeah. Did you, was it good? It was very good. But, you know, they've been doing more of the tropey on purpose episodes mm. that, you know, community fell into the rut yeah. of. Yeah. Mm. Well, so, but it was cool because you start just being like, this guy, Ash, just sucks. And then by the end of the episode, once Marceline learns what's happened, he comes in and she kicks him in the nuts and he falls down. And then she just starts kicking him in the head. And it's like, <laughs> fuck, she's fucking him up. And then Ash says, I can't see. I can't see. Uh, she's <laughs> kicking him in the head. And then Finn gives saunters over and gives like a ha ha. And it starts jumping <laughs> on him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's jumping on Ash. And Sean and I are laughing. He's being the shit out of him. He jumps <laughs> off and so does Marceline. And then out of nowhere comes a giant Jake foot that just flattens him. <laughs> Looney Tunes style. And it's the end of the episode. It's the end of the episode. Yeah. Perfect. Well, that, that Monty Python style. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Monty Python. It's, <laughs> I didn't even think about that. You're right. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's the literal, literal reference. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I didn't even think of it. <laughs> that whole ending sequence was great. We were legit laughing. and had to rewind and go watch it again. Right. I, I was expecting more of a denouement, like to wrap it all up a little bit, you know, with more of an emotional bow on it. 
to be like some sort of conclusion, like, you know, Marceline, like telling Ash, like, hey, that was shitty. Don't do things like that. But, you know, we don't get that. We just get the classic Adventure Time heightening drama to a point of like ridiculousness and then it's over. Yeah. yeah. We also we also know that Marceline, well, I don't know if we know that at this point in the series, but we do know that dealing with like these emotional emotional vulnerability is maybe not her strong suit. So yeah. she seems not like the person to talk about it, what just happened, and more the person to just do something and then just walk away. Yeah. So it's in character. Um uh I mean there's, I mean, another, this is a quote that happened there that sh- I, I clocked this whole moment, Eric, which was she comes out of her m- memory. Marceline is woken back up and she's like being like a really cute girlfriend for Ash. It's like, oh, that's so sweet. Let's go out in the town. She goes, um, I'm going to go freshen up. And Ash goes, oh, what a relief. And then Sean just said, <laughs> yeah. what a relief. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. I was the only, yeah, I mean. You know, the first the first time through watching, it was like, okay, there's the whole chauvinistic bit at the end. And then it was like, oh, wait a minute. Like the second time through, like knowing that you like picked up on extra stuff where he's being a dickhead like earlier in the episode. It's just so gross. Yeah, they 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 got the perfect voice actor for that character. Yeah. Steve Agee. Yeah, he he does that like aloof dick character so well and especially in his voice like if you see him like he was in sarah silverman he he wasn't really a dick like he's kind of affable but his voice is so perfect for it oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was so good yeah i mean there's a there's a bunch of great stuff in here i mean i wrote down a lot of stuff obviously eric uh um <laughs> the core when they make it to the core of marceline's episode of memory it was one of the coolest parts of the episode they go into just 2d black and white yeah, the art was really cool at that point. There was a lot of interesting art things that happened in this episode. It was like not necessarily on a trippy level, but it was definitely taking artistic liberties and, and branching out a little bit more. Oh, yeah, completely. Um, I mean, we have to talk about the Buff Baby Dance, which I mentioned earlier. Oh, Classic. yeah. Classic. Classic. And like you were saying, Eric, you didn't realize. I went to Sean and said, is this... The episode it's from like is this when it happens and sean was like yeah it is shit <laughs> i was always like i forgot like where it was in the series and it's a complete basically random aside where they yeah, go it has into nothing to do with anything and yeah. the way that finn acknowledges it is is hilarious because marceline sees it happening and before finn finds her in in his memory world and he kind of glances in and just like doesn't really mention it. He just kind of like shuts the door on it yeah. so that she can't see what's inside. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like we don't need to see this. <laughs> yeah. But he's not really embarrassed by it. It's he's just not. He's like his, his expression. Like this was like a really sublime moment of storyboarding to like depict that particular emotion yeah. of Finn, like not quite being embarrassed, but him like still not being comfortable enough to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, Oh, that's not what we're here for. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why I had like a memory that maybe in later episodes he ends up uh, like being ashamed of it or something. I don't know why he ends that up was my becoming memory. a baby at some point, right? Like transforming into a baby of himself. I think there's there's some story where he's embarrassed by the time he 
made boom boom in his pants. Yes. yes. <laughs> yep. There's also some like spell where every time he in, in a later episode where like every time he has a negative emotion, he like regresses to a younger and younger being and they need to get him to think positively about himself or whatever to like make him like regrow up or something. Or maybe I I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking that or maybe it's an episode where he gets older or something like that. Well, there's also one where he gets uh, or is it, I don't know if it's J- it's Jake. Jake he becomes I oh, know he becomes every time he 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 thinks he's like a monster or a terrible person, so he becomes more and more like fucked up and grotesque. Well, that happens in Steven Universe. There's an episode. Oh, maybe I'm just melding worlds. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. My brain is mushed. Today. I think I'm now remembering. There's an episode where something like that happens about. Finn where he becomes if when he becomes more and more and more negative he gets older and older and older and older and they get him to have like such a happy thought that he goes way 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 back too far and then he's a baby and for a second they like reference him doing the dance and they're like no too far too far and they like get him (laughs) to like be negative again for a second to like come back or something yeah Yeah. anyway so I just want to acknowledge a few more things in episode one just how fearlessly they're jumping into these different memories and realms, even as like the orientation of reality is turning 90 degrees or it's a black void. At, yeah. one, at one point, what does he say, Sean? What did Jake say? Like, come check out this crack in the floor over here. Hey, man, this memory crack is real psyched out. Check this out or something like that. <laughs> yeah, it's real psycho. <laughs> and then he jumps in and then Finn's like, cool. Woo! Yeah. It's like that they're just fearless in a great way. Only car- cartoon characters can be. Um, <laughs> yeah. Which is great. And then, uh, sorry, I'm just cycling through favorite moments. Another one was when the, um, before it's revealed to be Ash and he's this nameless, armless person, he starts explaining what's going on. And as he's explaining his head is moving down in the frame. Like it's descending down in dramatic fashion. And then the camera pulls back and it's revealed that he was just crouching. <laughs> and then they go back and his head is still low in the frame. It was just a really funny, odd little thing they threw in that made Sean and I laugh. Yeah. Yeah. It's just someone creating the episode, just having a bunch of fun. Yeah. That's man. I, Again, another thing I love about Adventure Time is that humor can be injected into almost any situation. Yeah. And the show is really funny. I think, honestly, the only show that, that I like have laughed harder at, uh, and, well, the only cartoon, I guess, in, in this genre, sure. uh, would be Craig of the Creek. Uh-huh. Craig of the Creek is just jokes, jokes, jokes. It is hilarious. Um, and, you know, in a somewhat more logical way. Uh, but the humor that finds its way into adventure time it could just happen anywhere at any moment in any circumstance like doesn't matter if it's contextually related to anything or not yeah uh but they always find a way to make something funny uh which not every you know i'm, I'm watching um the owl house on on uh disney right now okay it's kind of funny but not always <laughs> <laughs> adventure time always finds ways to be funny and you know it's like a cartoon it should have humor yeah and inventive ways be it with the animation the side like you know it's like they definitely they were like okay we're going into finn's memory to so he can get this memory show to marceline but they like 
took the opportunity to say, well, what if we just take 45 seconds of screen time and we explore another memory? You know, it's like <laughs> yeah. they're finding fun ways to do it. Um, and ways like they wove that moment into the plot in a fun way. It wasn't like a family guy style cutaway. It was like, we're, yeah. we're there and there's something funny. They don't, you know, I know that it's like, like we've talked about the quote unquote random humor, but it's always still tied to something at hand, you know? Yeah. It's just, it's, it's random in the way that it's unexpected, yeah. but it's not. Yeah, it's not Family Guy style. I don't like that. That gets tiresome. Yeah. Although I've laughed at Family Guy, but uh... I honestly haven't given that show a chance in decades. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Eric, did you see the snail? No, I did not see the snail. Sean, did you see the snail? No. Nick, did you see the snail? No. <sighs> Goose eggs, baby. Damn. We uh we looked hard for that snail. We tried I, really hard. I I, we, I was watching. I kept we rewound twice where I was like, I think I saw it, and it was a rock or something. <laughs> yeah. There were so many shots where the snail usually would be like the wide scenic shots like entering or exiting a scene and yeah i wonder where it was i don't know i get it this this segment would be more interesting if there was a way for us to look up where he actually was when we don't see him yeah but and then we could blow have our minds blown it was there oh, that would be a good moment for the podcast <laughs> only in dreams only in dreams only in dreams Little 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 mania. Yeah, just a little bit. There's things you may not know. Zarek and Nick will show you all the trivia and miscellaneous. All righty. You know what I I find so silly about this adventure time wiki that gives us trivia <laughs> what was that it does this thing where the first like half of a trivia point will be like it's pointing out some big inconsistency like wow they really fucked up by not explaining this but then the second half will be like it could be implied that it was actually because of this <laughs> yeah like like they're making some big gotcha point and then they provide the reason for why it's not <laughs> that's that that's silly i'm you know imdb will put up trivia too and there's there's some in there which is hilarious which is one of the memories inside of marceline's head depicts her father eating her fries which she sings about in the early episode it came from the nightosphere which is like yes that is, yeah that is yes, true we know. <laughs> like it says here marceline is seen with messy hair when finn and jake are hanging on the fridge door but her hair smooths out when Jake bites an apple he got from the fridge. Being that she is a shapeshifter, she could have simply used her powers to quickly fix her appearance. <laughs> oh, man. It was, it was potentially something, and then they just negated it. So <laughs> Why mention it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, so 
Yeah, you know, the Monty Python reference. Dead on. As soon as you said it, I it clicked into my head. I didn't yeah. even... I was like, shit, I, I missed that. Monty Python's not something that I've really interacted with at all in the last couple of decades, but I was into it in high school. Yeah, I wish I'd found it at the right time. I do. Um, You know, I, I like this. They're saying Ash's haircut is a devil lock, like Danzig has in The Misfits. <laughs> yeah. Now, that's an interesting... I like that. <laughs> he might be Danzig. Yeah. What do well, we know about are, Danzig? Those guys are... They're kind of dicks also. That's what I was going to ask. Is Danzig known to be... Danzig's cool, known or... to be a totally interesting weirdo kind of a character. Like he's kind of curmudgeon-y. He had a chip on his shoulder. He acts like a rock star. I don't know. One of I know the the newer guy, Michael Graves. Oh yeah. That, that guy was a piece of shit. Um he filled in for, also... <laughs> after Danzig left, he was the singer for a time. Yeah. Um, and he said some really fucked up racist things and whatever, but, um, well, it, for Michael Graves, the, the, the best one was when he was on the daily show with like Steve Carell. Have you ever seen that episode? No. It was like maybe after he stopped singing, he's in full misfits regalia and you have like Stephen Colbert, Steve Carell asking him and he's like conservative and they're asking him questions and he looks like the biggest piece of dumbass shit ever. <laughs> it's, it's hilarious. But but Danzig's like legendarily like I don't know like I gotta read up more but like he he he's like sort of a small guy and he wants to pretend like he's really important like there's have you seen the video of him getting punched in the face backstage no yeah he's at like some sort of like festival and maybe it's just Danzig I don't, I don't think the Misfits were playing and some guy punches him in the face like Eastside Kings rule yeah it's it's a whole thing you gotta go <laughs> go watch that that's funny yeah um. Yeah, I mean, there were there were never uh, a band that I was into when I was in middle school, uh-huh. uh, and like getting into punk rock and stuff for the first time as I just started to play bass. Um, I found a Misfits CD on the floor of my middle school. Like, <laughs> wow! Just randomly, like I someone dropped it, I guess, and but there was no one around. I was like, I think it was like after school or something. Like I was, you know, staying after for some reason. And there's a Misfits CD on the ground. And I mean, there was no way for me to like figure out who it belonged to. So I listened to this random Misfits CD that I found. That's fun. And you like that's it? how I was introduced to the Misfits. I, I thought it was fine, but I didn't really get into that band, thankfully. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I, I have a I have. Uh, a memory of the Misfits from when we were kids was that so the Misfits were known for like oh to make their like guitars sound more like insane and stuff they'd like put them through bass heads and like all of this stuff and yada 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 but they'd also use like really 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 thick gauge strings so I thought that was really cool and when Nick wasn't around at some point, I had our dad bring us to like the local music shop and I bought the Misfits strings and put them on Nick's first Squire. And oh, they no. were such thick gauge and had a whammy bar. They were such oh, thick I, gauge that it I just pulled it just pulled the whole <laughs> instrument in on itself. And I was like, what <laughs> do I do with this? 
dad. And then I don't know what your reaction was or if you were around for that. But I then think we just I, I what I remember is is being really mad that you had potentially messed up my guitar, but then you explained to me your thought patterns and I was like, Well, that does sound really sick. So I, I can't be mad that you tried it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That makes sense. I think it was like that. I was like, can't be mad, dude. That's, I really wish that would have worked. Yeah. I think I remember that combo. Um, dude, the Misfits CD, though, Walk Among Us, is a stone cold classic punk record. I think it's one of the best, like, old school punk albums. But pop punk as a genre, I'm like, that's one of the best pop punk albums. Um, they have some really good, I, you know, I found them later and I had, like, started going back in time to figure out, like, the roots of punk and, for some reason, I wasn't listening to the Misfits. I remember just getting drunk at a dive bar in Brooklyn and like listening to maybe it's not on this record, but Hyper Moments and like Astro Zombies. And I was like, oh, this is great. And I heard it with new eyes after I'd been there. I was like, this reminds me almost of sort of like like early Beatles or something where it's like ABAB hooks, wall to wall hooks, short songs, no fat. We're in and we're out. And I was like, fuck yeah. Um, this is great. Um, but I understand. I mean, there's a lot of silliness. You know, I, they're another band too. Sean, I thought you were going to say growing up in New Jersey. That was an incredible memory. But if you remember in New Jersey, because they're from New Jersey, they're huge. Like when they reunited, they played like the arenas there. They became this like cultural symbol where like if you went to the Jersey Shore, you just you knew you were going to see like 50 Misfits t-shirts this day. And it was not <laughs> yeah. all punk rockers. It was like affliction dudes. Like, I think they might be big in the Hispanic uh, community, um, sort of like how Morrissey is. Like, and you're just like, wow, all these people like the Misfits? Or is it just like, has it just become a cool shirt? You know? Um, I think it I don't know. Like, I think there's a Hard Times article about that. Um, something like the Misfits skull is the new live, laugh, love for punks. <laughs> That sounds awesome. It became like this insane, like the skull was bigger than the Misfits music or something. Oh, definitely. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, really interesting. Well, I mean, you know, to draw another connection back, right? Like, you know, if Ash's haircut is kind of like Danzig, Danzig famously got knocked out backstage at a show. This episode ends with Marcy knocking out Ash with his devil lock haircut. So, you know, maybe maybe it's a little bit uh, more connected than we know. <laughs> yeah. I didn't think about how this could be like Inception. That's another thing in here. Interesting. Yeah. You know what movie I just watched last night? It was uh, the new one on HBO Max, um, Reminiscence with Hugh mm. Jackman. Was it good? It, it's, uh, yeah, it was fine. It was like a neo-noir kind of crime thriller but with the gimmick of like sort of inception-y kind of memory type technology okay that's cool i know you're really into noir nick so i like it <laughs> the pot- he's, has- he's like narrating to himself the entire movie it's, it's <laughs> <laughs> that's great we didn't we haven't actually talked about noir on the podcast. That was in our last episode. Oh, yeah, we've talked about how we've talked about noir on the last episode more. <laughs> yeah, really funny stuff. Uh, nice. Our our half hour discussion about noir that no one will ever hear. Lost to the ether. That was like 
like episode seven or eight a while ago. Yeah. I've been listening to some of our old episodes at Eric's behest. Um, and I'm throwing up some new clips onto our YouTube or adventure guys podcast is on YouTube. I'm putting up clips and I was re-listening to some of it. And I was like, man, like it's kind of cool having this document. Cause a year ago doesn't seem different, but I'm listening to it. I'm like, man, I was like kind of a different guy back then. Cause I was, it was a year ago, but it was a full year ago. It's insane. Shit. So did you guys celebrate the one year mark already? Uh, so of- I know I know at this point a year ago we had recorded probably two episodes, but we haven't we hadn't yet launched like the podcast publicly. So what is going to be your official one year anniversary? I'm, I'm looking it up right now. Oh no! Holy shit! Tomorrow is our one day anniversary. August 22nd. Uh, no. I, so we published, we did a test publish. Oh, yeah. Um, but we didn't actually publish publish until a few days later. I can check this out real quick. I think it was probably, uh, the 24th or 5th. Those are be a Monday or Tuesday. Yeah, twenty fifth or twenty sixth, I think. Okay, I think it was the twenty sixth. I think we started on a Wednesday and then we switched to Tuesday. Yeah. Well, I mean, is this? I'm is, glad we're. I'm glad we're figuring it out on air. Well, for all intents and purposes, <laughs> is this like the final Monday of August episode or whatever? Like, is this the fourth? This will essentially be the one year anniversary celebration. Yeah. All right, happy one year well, anniversary. Happy one Adventure anniversary. Heads. Yeah. I'm really go. We we we're figuring this out at the end of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Good perfect, job, guys. Perfect stuff. Proud. Well, Sean, you've been here. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, I was just like, you know, Nick has like his notes on the side of our screen and it's like it says fifty four. I'm like, oh wait, did the year happen already? Did they already get the year? Oh, actually yeah. it says August thirty first. I'm looking at that's when we posted on Instagram. So you have one oh. more app. Yeah. <laughs> so so I I I'm gonna rescind. I I'm formally rescinding my happy one year. Um that I don't actually mean it. So um do not say that I said that on this app, <laughs> but I will I'll gladly say it next week. Thank okay. you, Sean. Yeah, there you go. Sean, you are the reigning champ of <laughs> guest stars. Let's Go. How many have I done? I don't know. Want to figure that one out on air? Yeah, let's figure You've it out. You've done at least Count four. Count it. Count them up. All right. So the first one you were on, episode seven, mm-hmm. Web Weirdos. Okay. That was a good one. Then you were on Bad Timing two episodes later, Hot Diggity Doom. That's, what is that, three so far? Mm-hmm. Then you're on Card Wars. Dude, you got That's like a, good a one. you got good episodes to, to be on. Then you came back and did two in a row. Stakes part four and Is That You? I think Is That You is the one where I was like, I'm coming back for this one. Yeah. And then you oh, came back. Oh, then you came back for Abstract and then Wall Buddy, our uh, regular show detour. <laughs> Holy shit, I forgot about that already. And now this is, this is, this. what is this? I think this will be nine. Holy shit, dude. There you go. Nine hours of this trio bullshit on the internet. That's the score to beat. No, I'm keeping it going. No one's, no one's touching this. 
<laughs> I know. Well, we might get Will and um and Harold on for like a but at the same time, maybe even. Ooh. Oh, that would be madness. Yeah. A four person episode? Could we pull it off? We've never <laughs> done it. <laughs> Set a new record? Yeah. That'd be fun. Um, Sean, before we adjourn, anything you wanna plug? Um I Or just tell our friends, aka listeners. Um I Released a few months ago my piano album that's still going on Spotify and everywhere else. And if anyone wants to use that for anything, it's under my name. Sean Harvey. Piano, Sean Harvey, piano number one. That's still there. Um, since the last time I was on air, I br- broke my elbow. <laughs> and then I... Um, Drove a set of timpani to Cincinnati with one arm and then sold them and then flew home. I love this plug. Um, <laughs> I'd also like to plug that I'm selling a, a, a vintage Ludwig 36-inch concert bass drum with a calf head. Uh, find it on Reverb.com. It's very big. It's very large. But I am selling it at an obscenely low Low, low price. Now, Sean, can I can I wager a plug for you? Sure. You joined a Grateful Dead cover band. I did join a Grateful Dead cover band. It's called Mostly Dead. Uh, we are playing. <laughs> this is a good one, Nick. Thank you for this. August twenty eight, twenty nine. What is Nick? Can you pull up a calendar? Sorry about this. Okay, check us out on August twenty ninth or. September 6th or September 13th. You know what? I'm going to do this easier. August 29th at 1 to 1 bar uh, from 2 to 5 p.m. Then you can come check us out any Monday in the month of September. Um, I am probably breaking this news right now uh, that we're playing a Monday residency at the 1 to 1 bar in Austin, Texas. Adventure yeah. Guys exclusive. We got the scoop, baby. Check it out. I'm yeah. going to sing some songs. It's going to be fun. It'll yeah, be it's it's they're they're a regular gig and band down here in Austin. So if you want to have some good times with the Grateful Dead catalog, come see them. Additionally, um starting up again in the month of September, you can see me with my old band, the Urban Achievers Brass Band, playing brass band music in the New Orleans and Rebirth style. Um, every Sunday at Banger Sausage House and Beer Garden on Rainy Street. Most likely starting up again uh, in September. Yeah, Bangers is one of those places. If you're coming to Austin and you Google, what do I do in Austin? And you look at one of those lists, Bangers is It's on, just a picture of Bangers. Yeah, Bangers is like number one <laughs> on all the lists. Like, you want to do something extremely Austin, go to Bangers and grab a beer and brunch. Yeah. And it's like... Sundays are, you know, it's like one of those, it's a perennial Austin thing. So that's cool. Yeah. I would say too, go to seanharveymusic.com. So we talked about this. We turned our living room into a full blown live room, which is going to stay that way. And it's got all of Sean's percussion instruments set up and mic'd at all times. And Sean, you're going to be recording bands and then overdubbing cool shit. Yeah. Hit me up. Uh, if you need me to mix, um records especially percussion centric or proggy or 
technically proficient types of musics. Um, also, if you need any percussion overdubs and things like that, we're going to be fully set up there. I am working right now on just getting everything kind of going. I actually am getting a um, like a whole new kind of setup for all of my inputs and all of my uh, all of my audio gear. I'm getting an output sidecar. And I'm so excited. Mm. And then along with that, um, I'm 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 getting my own patch bay. I'm so excited. Yeah. So, yeah, there's yeah. a vibraphone, a chimes, a marimba, Wurlitzer. All this stuff is just set up and mic'd at all times. So, Glockenspiel, bass drum, hand drums, any weird, wild, jangly, chimey thing you could ever imagine. I've got it. Shakery we'll thing. We'll do it. Even though I sold timpani, I still have timpani. So just, uh, you know, I have other timpani, not the ones I sold. So it'll be know, a cool. It'll be a cool zone here. Post my yeah, leaving. it'll be fun. Well, I do want to plug, if you're not tired of it yet, listeners, um, if you guys could give us a positive review on Adventure Guys on Apple Podcasts, that'd be great. I'm assuming if you're hearing this right now, you've enjoyed us because you made it this deep. Um, yeah. It, so, it, so deep. So deep. It would uh, it would help us. Right, Eric? Like, it, it's, it's, we're now coming up uh, better in the results because we just got a couple reviews in. Um, yeah. Yeah, if you're, if you're not like plugged into all the nitty gritty, like actual creation analytics of making podcasts or really any sort of music or audio media, it might not seem like those things matter all that it much. Didn't to me for a while, but they, they make such a huge difference. Um, it's, we live and die by the algorithms now. Uh, it's sadly the truth for content creators and just having adventure guys pop up, when you search for Adventure Time podcasts is very valuable. And that wasn't happening for us for a long time. Uh, only recently on uh, Apple Podcasts, once we got a couple more reviews come in, did that even happen? Um, you had to be much more specific in the way you were searching for our podcast. So it does help if you could just get on and leave a review. That would be super awesome. Um, and of course, we also have all of the standard like pledge a buck a month to help us keep doing this kind of thing. That's all on anchor.fm slash adventure guys podcast. It do makes it. a difference. It does. Do it, do it, do it. Yeah. And, uh, but we're still, people are finding us every day. Thank you for telling your friends. We've been asking you to do that. It seems some people have. So thank you. Um, and yeah, I'm going to be uploading some more clips to YouTube. Uh, in the coming weeks, so that'll be fun. Um, want to pick next week's episode? Oh my god, yeah, I skipped right past that. <laughs> yeah. What are we gonna watch next week? What are we gonna watch? Okay, all the way down, two sixty-five. Ooh. This is season nine, episode 13, Whispers. We haven't done a season not like, we haven't been that far in a second. Uh, well, I guess this, the last three episodes we've been in seasons one, two, and three. So let's jump forward in time. Sounds good. Yeah. All right. All right. Cool. Good app, guys. Good app. Good discussions. Yep. Fun times. 
All right. Peace out, y'all. Bye. See you later.